Blog Talk Radio. The Roman Show is back, and we are coming at you with a preview to UFC 200 and today's guest, Kane Velasquez. The Roman Show starts right now. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the face. Booster, go. Retro, go. Vital, go. Fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go. Lightning, eat. GNC, we're going. Go. 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 The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Welcome everyone to another episode of The Roman Show. We are back. Obviously, uh, we were on a little summer vacation. And uh, in fact, you can check our YouTube.com forward slash our Romano 201 channel. We were out in Japan, but we got an opportunity to speak to some of the karate senseis and actually oh, uh, spoke to this gentleman who opened up the dojo bar where all the martial artists attend and basically sit back, kick back, have a couple of drinks and forget about their pain with a couple of awamori. It's a Japanese traditional liquor only found in the island of Okinawa. So check that out on our website, theromanshow.com, and our YouTube channel, that's rroman 201 And we were also at the Vans Warp Tour, where we had an opportunity to speak to Bad Seed Rising and the Vets. You know, we all love Ska, real big fish. We got an opportunity to speak to them, and those interviews will be posted a little later on coming up in a couple of weeks. And we have tons and tons of pictures coming up as well. On our website, theromanshow.com, and our Facebook page as facebook.com forward slash Media. Well, enough of all the uh, letting you know what's going to happen here, but I am your host, Rudolph Roman, and on the other end, my uh, co-host, the dashing one, George Alonzo. George, what's going on, man? Of course, voted number one face in Blog Talk Radio by all the women of Blog Talk Radio. And I'm live on the scene here at Dolphin Mall right in front of the COP19 theaters where they're doing a special autograph signing for me, the dashing one. And I have a line of dashing knights just waiting to see my autograph. So how much are you charging for your pictures and your autographs? $20 for autograph, $30 for picture and autograph. How many people have you had come up already? Two. Nice. Yeah, you've been there for a while, only two, all right, sure. All right, George, well, you know, we're back at it again here on the Roman Show, and uh, actually we're going to be at UFC 200 this weekend. And later on on the show, as previously mentioned, Cain Velasquez, the former heavyweight champion, will join us on the Roman Show to talk about his fight against Travis Brown. Boy, we got a lot of stuff happening. Let's get right to it. UFC 200, we'll talk about it coming up right now on MMA Showdown. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. George, UFC 200, many of the MMA pundits have said that this by far is the best fight card of all time. I have to agree. If you look at the card from top to bottom, every single fight is worthy of one of the top fights in any of these Fox Sports 1, you know, any of these fights can main event, any of these Fox Sports 1 shows. 
heck, even a pay-per-view. And by God, I'm excited. I think the entire world of mixed martial arts is excited. So many stories to talk about here. The return of Brock Lesnar. He takes on Mark Hunt. We got Jose Aldo versus Frankie Edgar for the interim featherweight title. You got John Jones and Daniel Cormier for the unification of the light heavyweight title. You got Cain Velasquez and Travis Brown. Possibly if Cain wins, he could get a title shot. And then in the prelims, we're not forgetting Amanda Nunes taking on Misha Tate for the women's bantamweight title. I mean, so many fights. Uh, Juliana Ping is going to be there. Kat Zingano is also going to be there. Um, the list goes on and on and on. Diego Sanchez, the nightmare as well. Calvin Gastelum versus Johnny Hendricks. That's going to be a fun one. You know, uh, Johnny Hendricks, a former champ of welterweight. I mean, George, this thing could go on and on and on. I love this entire pay-per-view. Joe Rogan posted, in fact, on his Instagram, this by far is the best fight card of all time. What do you have to say about that? Uh, you know, Mr. Roman, I have to say this real quick. You know, this was uh, after a big, big heart attack. Uh, not, you know, not for real, but like sarcastically speaking mm-hmm. or metaphorically speaking, uh, you know, from Dana White and the company of the USC saying, what are they going to do uh, after the whole thing that went down with Conor McGregor? Yep. Let me tell you something. This proved to the world of how smart of a businessman Dana White can be when he really does his homework. All right. You know, because let's admit it, same thing for Vince McMahon in the world of professional wrestling. Every businessman makes their mistakes. But in this case, Dana White hit a home run by giving the fans one of the biggest fight cards in the history of UFC, even some saying surpassing UFC 100. Personally, I have never seen such huge buildup between two heavyweights, between Mark Hunt and Brock Lesnar. Let me tell you something. Some some people have even come up to me and said, hey, who's the main event? Is it Hunt and, and uh, Lesnar? Because everyone completely forgot about Cormier and Jones. Not saying that that's not going to be a good fight, but Hunt and Lesnar, that fight alone is grabbing every fan's attention for this pay-per-view. So I have to give a round of applause to Dana White and his business move on this part. Yeah, absolutely. It's so hard to tell. You're absolutely right. Mark Hunt and Brock Lesnar... Um, from where we last saw, they are the co-main event. But then you have these other two title fights, uh, right? There was three title fights. Three title fights, George. Not one, not two, but three. Compare this to the UFC 100. This fight card makes UFC 100 look like like like, like mediocre. And, and on, no offense to who all the other fighters were there, but it just makes it look really small compared to this UFC 200. I mean, it really went all in. With the three titles on the line and this coming after you said Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz, that rematch is no longer taking place in this pay-per-view. It's going to be taking place later down the line. But regardless well, you know, to say, it, it, it's just phenomenal, man. Another fight people are looking forward to is Aldo and Edgar too. You know, yep. th- this is a, a fight that could steal the show. You know, mm. yeah, we're talking about Lesnar and Hunt being like King Kong versus Godzilla in that octagon. But we're literally talking about two of the best fighters in the world. And no, I'm not talking about Phil CM Punk Brooks. Mm. I am talking about Aldo and Edgar, two of the best fighters all around, both ground and standing up. They are about to pull a show of a lifetime, and I cannot wait to see that fight. You know, it's crazy to think, George, but if you really look at the fight card, just at the main card, almost every single fighter on that main card has been a champion, minus Amanda Nunes and Travis Brown. 
Everyone on that fight card and Mark Hunt. Everyone else has held a title. Brock Lesnar's had a title. Jones, Cormier, obviously Tate, Aldo, Edgar, uh, Kane. All those guys have held a title uh, in the past or currently. Uh, just to show you, the caliber of the fighters in the main card is by far amazing. And then in the rest of the card, you either got former champs or you have contenders that have fought for the title. That just shows you the the type of caliber that this fight card has. But you know what? The good thing about it is that the UFC has created this thing called the International Fight Week. So not only are we getting UFC 200, but we're also getting two other fights in addition. And that starts off on July 7th when Dos Anjos puts his title on the line against Eddie Alvarez. That's on July 7th. That is going to be airing on UFC Fight Pass. And then on July 8th on Fox Sports 1, you got the Ultimate Fighter 2023 23 finale with uh, JJ putting her title on the line against Claudia Goodell in a rematch. So, I mean, dude, this is the opportunity for all MMA fights to come out, chill out, relax. If you're in Vegas, awesome. If not, then you know you're going to be right at home, hanging out, relaxing, sipping a beer, drinking the vodka, and enjoying the fight cards. It's excited. But before we go into some of the predictions, George, I want to let you know that obviously we were away for two weeks, but we do have an announcement, and that's that CM Punk will finally make his debut in the non-too-distant future. He is ready to make his pay-per-view debut with the UFC. But there has been a video surfacing out there. He was sparring with Anthony Pettis. And damn, CM Punk just looks horrible. I don't know if you got a chance to see that. No, I haven't had a chance to see. But literally, Mr. Roman, I don't even want to see. Because this is a guy, and, and, this, and listen, I'm saying this as a heartbroken fan. Because, Mr. Roman, you knew I was a huge CM Punk follower. Mm -hmm. Okay? But ever since he started bad-mouthing fans, and he started bad-mouthing you know, the sport that I respect, that I was part of, that you and I was part of for many years, that guy needs a learn and respect, okay? And what better place to learn that than the UFC? So I cannot wait for UFC 203 when Mickey Gow steps into that octagon and teaches Phil some respect. You know, Mickey could absolutely do it, and you could send him, knock him out right back to the WWE ring because I'm sure he'll want to come back. I mean, kudos to him. He's doing what he wants. But, again, realizing, seeing his sparring session with Anthony Pettis, and I know Anthony Pettis is a former champion, but regardless to say, it just seems like he had no chance whatsoever. The sparring was just absolutely horrible. Pettis was just bringing down CM Punk straight to the ground, Punk just looked careless down there. He couldn't even defend himself. He couldn't do absolutely nothing. All right, UFC 200. Let's take a take care of some predictions here. I'm going to go with John Jones over Daniel Cormier. You know, many people thought that uh, Brock Lesnar was going to bring a lot of hype and all that stuff, which he has. He has brought it to UFC 200. But boy, I got to tell you that John Jones and Daniel Cormier compare that to Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz. Obviously, those two had a verbal battle. But I like these two going at it verbally. They hate each other. They, hate, they don't like each other. And we're going to see that once again inside the octagon to settle the score between Cormier and John Jones for the unification of the light heavyweight title. And although John Jones has had his troubles in the past with the law, I think he's going to come out clean and we're going to see the true John Jones defeat Daniel Cormier in a nice fashion at UFC 200, George. 
Well, here's the difference between both fights. When you're talking about Diaz and, and McGregor and, of course, Cormier and, and Jones. Like how you say, Cormier and Jones don't like each other in real life and in the octagon. They just don't like each other. They don't respect each other. They hate each other. While, you know, Nate Diaz and McGregor was just a case of, hey, I could always one-up you in everything. So it was more like a contest between McGregor and Nate Diaz. What we're going to get in UFC 200 is a pure grudge fight. It's a, I'm going to knock you out because I feel like knocking you out. Okay? So, but I'm going to go against you, Mr. Roman, and I'm going to go for the underdog, Cormier. You know, a lot, he shocked a lot of people when he won the championship. And don't be surprised if he shocks the world by finally defeating John Jones. And we'll see about that. Brock Lesnar, Mark Hunt. My money is a Mark Hunt. Number one, Brock Lesnar has been some time since he steps inside the octagon, although rumor has it people have seen him walking around Las Vegas. The guy looks shredded and in awesome shape. But Mark Hunt just holds a lot of power in those legs and those hands. And Brock Lesnar does not like to stand up. And if Brock Lesnar attempts to go and bull rush him like he pretty much loves to do, Mark Hunt has said that he is ready. And I'm sure Mark Hunt is a lot smarter than any of his previous um, competitors that Brock Lesnar has demolished. And by far, Mark Hunt will take this fight and will win. Well, I have to go again opposite of you, Mr. Roman, and say Lesnar is going to take this because Lesnar is more than motivated than he's ever been. Uh, like he said in interviews, back then when he did his first run in the UFC, he wasn't even at 100%, and he still won the championship. Now imagine him at 100%. So this, we're going to see a whole different beast. And, uh, and on top of that, the pressure's on. When it comes to Brock Lesnar, because even they've said it in WWE that if he loses this fight, this could take a huge effect in his WWE career. So, in that case, because the pressure's on and he's on 100%, again, Mr. Roman, I'm going to say, if he could win the championship against legends, against big guys, you know, at not 100%, imagine what he can do at 100%. Yeah, let's see. Let's check that out. All right, moving forward now. Amanda Nunes and Misha Tate. Misha Tate puts her title... After she defeated Holy Hom for the Bantamweight title. And now Amanda Nunes steps in. Some folks have said that Amanda Nunes is a weak opponent. Misha Tate right now is your favorite. However, I'm going with the underdog in this one, George. Because Amanda Nunes, she is a beast. And let me tell you, she's a whole lot stronger than Misha Tate. And she is not like a Holy Hom. She's a very, a very smart fighter. So, if Misha Tate... Attempt to take her to the down. Amanda Nunes has very good defensive skills in any sort of takedown effort. And Amanda Nunes will fight you. And if you stand up with her, it's going to be night-night for Misha Tate. Well, I have to say this. I'm going for Tate. The reason why, Mr. Roman, on this is because here's a woman who defeated the woman that beat the undefeated, the unbeatable Ronda Rousey. So here we go. If you could beat the woman, the one, I'm going to steal something from Paul Heyman here. If you could beat the one behind the one, then I feel like you could defeat anyone. So Nunes, I think your match has come. And I think Tate will take the win. Uh, moving forward, Jose Aldo, Frankie, uh, Edgar go at it toe-to-toe -to -toe once again in a rematch. The rematch 
Jose Aldo defeated Edgar in a uh, unanimous decision. That was way back, but this is a whole different ballgame now. Jose Aldo uh, facing his first defeat against Conor McGregor in just 13 seconds in the first round. That's all he had. How will he bounce back? We have no idea because this is his first time after the McGregor loss and losing his title. So I'm going to have to go with Frank Gager on this one, George, because we don't know what mental state Jose Aldo is in. He said that he's all right, that he's forgot about the whole Conor McGregor fight. But I see Frank Yeager more dedicated, more hyped, and more focused on this fight than Jose Aldo. He seems to be kind of, kind of lucid. Marlins fans, you don't have to wait for the 2017 All-Star Game at Marlins Park to catch All-Star Fever. Awesome. This year, every Saturday is an All-Star Saturday. I like it. Every Saturday home game will feature a bobblehead giveaway of your favorite Marlins All-Stars in franchise history. Charles Johnson, Jeff Conine, Mike Lowell, Al Leiter, Dontrell Willis, and many more. I do love those guys. Go to Marlins.com today and secure your tickets for All-Star Saturday. Bobbleheads will be available while supplies last. Okay, and obviously now you got the UFC 200, obviously the biggest card of the year, and, and some are calling it of, of all time uh, in mixed martial arts and in the UFC. Um, to be part of this fight card in itself, I mean, that, that, that's awesome for you. Uh, with knowing that the entire world will be watching this fight card, what are your thoughts of being on this card instead of it being of a UFC 201 or a 202? Yeah. You know what? Just for me to be back again, you know, we fight. I mean, that's, you know, that's what I'm, that's what I'm here to do. And I, uh, I've had a, you know, past, you know, few fights have been, you know, bunch of injuries. But, um, you know, I think I've, I've changed things up where I know how to stay healthy now. And, you know, hopefully that, that stays. But, um, yeah, not to be back. Happy to be on this card. Um, I like that. That me and Daniel Cormier on the same card. Uh, we always love that because we're always, uh, you know, in the, in the gym at the same time when we have a fight. So it's, uh, I think that's the best scenario for both of us. Right, so you, you got that moral support from your teammates being in the same card, which is which is a good feeling because you're there to, to support yeah, yeah, each definitely. other and watch each other. So you said you've been doing things a little bit differently to take care of your body. What, what are some of the things you've been doing that, that you've been playing playing it safe with your body so you can prevent any injuries? Um, mainly doing one one hard sparring day uh, a week. Um, doing more of a technical workout as far as the, uh, the sparring goes. Um, obviously, you know, it's still a cardio workout, but you're not you're not putting putting as much pressure on the body. Um, and then uh, doing doing a lot more recovery stuff, you know, throughout the week that I didn't do before. Before I would just you know uh, go into practice and my body you know didn't feel 100 percent, but I would go in and just push uh, my body and you know make the workout and uh, um, you know that's I think I think that's a good thing and a bad thing because. The good thing is, obviously, you know, you have the mentality to do that at any time. But the bad thing is, yeah, you're you're putting you know a lot of stress in the body, and your body can't recover um, as well. So, um, again, just listening more, you know, to my body, doing a lot more maintenance on it because um, it needs it every day. I mean, we work out so hard, and you know, having a three or two workouts a day, I mean, you know, definitely it's, you know it takes its toll. So yeah. And so, you be doing massages, maybe more stretching as well. Yeah, a lot of a lot of stretching before uh, and after practice. You know, a lot of uh, you know, um, like the foam roller stuff. Like you know, rolling out your body because uh, for the workout that we do, I mean, our body's getting knotted up. 
everywhere, you know, and with, with each muscle being knotted up, uh, that puts a lot of stress on the joints. And, you know, that's that's our, our main uh, problem is, is having joint issues, you know, with um, all these jiu that we do, all the, all the punching and kicking that we do. Um, so a lot of that, yeah, a lot of um, trying to get a massage in every week at least. Um, so, again, just, yeah, just, just maintenance like that, yeah. So now you got Travis Brown. Uh, I, I, looking at the record, I think this is probably the tallest uh, opponent that you face, and you yourself are a tall person. Okay, six seven. Uh, yeah, I fight against well, I fight against a lot of tall guys. I mean, mm-hmm. all the guys that's taller me that I fight, they're all bigger. Um, you know, this one obviously is no different, but I mean, yeah, Travis Brown. You know, watching him and watching his fights. Um, you know, yeah, he's a big, he's a big guy, tall guy. Um, explosive, very athletic. Um, you know, now in this in this uh, you know division, I mean, there wasn't there aren't any uh, easy fights. You know, everybody's dangerous, and Travis Brown is a guy who's super dangerous. I mean, he he gets hurt, and he he keeps going, and he throws stuff hard, and you know he hits hard. So so it's definitely a uh, tough fight. So so what 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 do you go into this fight? Uh, I mean, obviously you see him. He's he's a, he's trying to go for bombs. He's trying to. T- Finish it quickly. Um, what, what are some of the game plans in this fight? Well, with every, with every plan, I mean, going in, uh, obviously, you know, the pressure, uh, the constant punches, uh, you know, if the takedown is there, you know, go for it. Why not? Um, you know, and uh, obviously, going in, um, you know, I'm going to tap the guy that goes in forward a lot, but um, I can't, I don't just go in carelessly. I go in. A lot of head movement, and obviously trying to get hit, and you know, hit my opponent in the process. So that's always the general um, idea of uh, of each fight. And I, I like to get your opinion, Ken. Obviously, you saw, you know, Fabrizio Berdubi is no longer the champion. Stipe is now. But what were your thoughts on that fight and Stipe as a champion in your division? Uh, you know what? He looked different. You know, I mean, his body was different. I mean, I don't know what that what that means, but you know, um, I know he's. He's having some injuries also, um, going in before, not to say any excuses on his part, but I mean, to go into a fight and to run forward and to punch, um, that's one of the dumbest things you can do. So, obviously, um, you can, I mean, definitely learn from that, but, uh, you know, um, hats off to, uh, to keep it, uh, you know, to hold it all together, to go backwards and, you know, lay Display some of the good shots on him. I mean, yeah, yeah, that was that was uh, Stipe's night. So yeah. And I'd like to get your opinion on the man that you beat to become the UFC heavyweight champion. That's Brock Lesnar, who's making his return to the octagon on this very pay per view. What, what what were your thoughts on that? Not just as a fighter, but as a fan of mixed martial arts. Um, you know, as a fan, I mean. I don't even say a fan. I'm not really a fan of the sport. I mean, as you know, I think I'm around it so much that I don't watch it, you know, on my on my own. But I definitely do my homework, and I think it's good for yeah. I think it's good for the sport in general, you know, for him, but for him, for Brock to come back, um, he's a big draw. People want to see him. People want to see him, you know, lose or or people want to see him win. So you get you get both cases, uh, you know, and people want to wanting to watch him. So that. That definitely makes the sport more interesting, yeah. And how do you see that fight going between him and Mark Hunt? You know what? I don't think anything has changed, you know. Um, 
you can't change liking to get hit or not. You know, um, watching his past fights, he definitely could, could win the, in, in the wrestling. But uh, you know, and exchanging punches, um, he didn't. He's not very comfortable there. So, you know, I see. Uh, I see Mark Hunt. Um, if he lays some good shots on him. I mean, that that could be it. You know, he, he could just uh, you know retreat and go back, and you know that could be the end of it. Um, and then now in this day and age, too, everybody's so good at, at getting up from, from the bottom, too. So, he goes there and takes somebody down. It doesn't mean he does not mean he's going to keep them down anymore. So, you know, I don't see that this fight going for him. Okay, and I want to thank you so much, man, for your opportunity here and, uh, and hope to you, uh, uh, get another victory there inside the octagon as you make your return. And uh, look forward to seeing you in UFC 200. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks, Thank you. Jane. Thank you. Marlins fans, you don't have to wait for the 2017 All-Star Game at Marlins Park to catch All-Star Fever. Awesome. This year. Every Saturday is an All-Star Saturday. I like it. Every Saturday home game will feature a bobblehead giveaway of your favorite Marlins All-Stars in franchise history. Charles Johnson. Jeff Conine. Mike Lowell. Al Leiter. Dontrell Willis. And many more. I do love those guys. Go to Marlins.com today and secure your tickets for All-Star Saturday. Bubbleheads will be available while supplies last. And now, it's time to give you a reality check. All right, George, well, how's the lines out there, man? Are they are they packed already? How much have you sold? I've sold my third photo right now. Hmm. Okay, I bet so. All right, enough of the talking. We're going to get to a reality check and talk about some pro wrestling Lots of things happening since we were on vacation. Obviously, Dean Ambrose becoming the heavyweight champion of the WWE. We got word that now SmackDown and Raw will be divided. The draft is just uh, is just a few weeks away. They've been teasing the hell out of it on, uh, on on the USA Network. Now, the big word is who is going to be the general manager of SmackDown. We saw it taking long, not so long ago. But rumors have been swirling out there. Vicky Guerrero, she made her appearance on Monday Night Raw. And then... Daniel Bryan has been another person that's been mentioned. Mick Foley is another name. Who do you think is going to be the general manager in SmackDown? And what impact is that person going to have? Man, you you caught me there, man. Because this has to be the biggest mystery that I have yet, that I've seen yet for the WWE. Usually there's kind of like these clues, you know, to say, oh, it's going to be this guy. You know, hence the dirt sheets. Uh, and all that, and releasing spoilers and and what have you. But I have to give the credit where credit is due. It, it, when it comes to this, to that topic, it has been under lock and key. So we have, I have no idea who the general manager might be uh, coming up for SmackDown. But whoever it has to be, better be someone to grab the ratings because they're starting up on a new time slot on a new channel. This better be something big, or else the WWE might lose a lot. So they're starting out from 8 to, 8 to 10 p.m., and it's on a Tuesday now. Correct. Uh, you know, Monday Night Raw will now be on Mondays, obviously, for three hours, and then SmackDown will be on Tuesday. So it'll be a back-to-back show. Well, you know, back-to-back shows, uh, Mondays and Tuesdays, something that the WWE has never done. You know, usually they, they've kept their, in, their, their shows a little bit separate, by one or two days, but this is the first time that in a long time that you've actually seen a show, two shows back to back like this. 
So it's going to be very interesting to see what's going to happen with the WWE product. Yes, indeed it is. Now, one thing that is interesting is that the New Day might break up, or it seems like it's going to break up. As we saw that on Monday Night Raw, rumors have, rumor has it that the reason being is that the New Day is no longer over anymore. I beg to differ, George. I think that every time we hear that song, people get up from their feet and they're dancing and singing and chanting New Day rocks. I don't know why the hell they're separating these guys. Well, to me, you know, separating the New Day, there's a positive and a negative to it. The negative is that the New Day seems to, you know, reach out to that child audience that the WWE is looking for. You know, it, it, the New Day is kind of like a children's D-Generation X. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's fun. It's really fun, especially watching their latest, you know, imitations of the Wyatt family. But here's the po- here's also the negative, uh, or the positive, however you want to see it. You know, the the positive is that finally we get to see these superstars grow into their own singles competitors once again. Kofi, to me, I think is one of those guys that's the uncrowned champion. You know, and with this split and with the draft coming up, you never know. Maybe we see Kofi finally winning some world heavyweight championship on one of the brands. You know, and and let's say Xavier Woods, for instance. The guy, whether he's in the ring or outside the ring with a mic, the man is brilliant. Same thing for Big E. Big E is one of the best big men in the world. So I really look forward to seeing if this split does happen, this gives a grand opportunity to all three competitors to start their in-ring singles run. So, and I look forward to seeing that, actually. Yeah, and they were saying, actually, that... Uh... Big E might get the biggest push of them all. Well, you know, with WWE being the land of the Giants, does that really surprise you? Absolutely not. Well, moving forward, I know we talked about Brock Lesnar earlier on the show and his fight against Mark Hunt. But one thing that was noted is some folks or some reporter tried to bring up the question that how he felt about the WWE not supporting his fight at the UFC. And Stephanie McMahon went on the record saying that and I'm not saying for word for word here, quote by quote, but basically saying, look, we, we, we really don't care. That's what he's doing. Hey, good for him. So when the reporter brought that up, Brock Lesnar's response was, I don't care what Stephanie McMahon says about me. So I, 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 I wonder here, I wonder if, if what is the relationship there? Did they really support him or not? I know we got word now that Randy, uh, Randy Orton will be taking on Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. That is a big news, a big deal, but... You have to con- remember, George, we don't know what's going to happen with Brock Lesnar at UFC 200. We don't know if he's going to be defeated, knocked out, out for a couple of months, weeks. We don't know. You know, anything could happen in a fight. He could break his jaw for all we know. So, well, my thing is, why is the WWE jumping the gun so damn soon? Well, here, here's the thing. With Brock Lesnar now saying, oh, I don't care what anyone thinks, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Okay, because yes, you're under contract with WWE, but you're not under contract with USC. Okay, don't be biting the hands that feed you because you keep on talking all this shit. Sooner or later, you're not going to have a place to work. <laughs> and, you know, just like money, money is meant to run out. So, and we've seen it with many, with all due respect to many legends, we've seen it happen. Mr. Roman, we've seen these legends who have literally gone, you know, to broke. Let's use Tammy Lynn Cinch, for instance. Mm. 
you know, it's don't bite the hand that feeds you. Yes, you might be this loner, you might be this, like, number one draw, but bosses, they tend to find a time where they say, enough is enough. <laughs> and it could so, very well be. A, he, he has to be a little careful there. I totally agree with you there because we don't know what uh, outcome or result Brock Lesnar will have. And, in fact, someone asked him, hey, you know, what's next for you? What's next for you, win or lose? And Brock Lesnar said, well, I don't know. Ask me after the fight because I can't really tell you right now. And that's what we know well, of Brock Lesnar. Yeah, because even his match at SummerSlam will be in question depending on his health after UFC 200. Exactly. Because it's not because it's not like, you know, it's not like uh, uh, freaking Brock Lesnar go, yeah, going up against one of the most... Uh, uh, least dangerous men in the world. Uh, and as a matter of fact, Mr. Roman, give me one second. I have a fan here coming up to my table. One second. Sure. Yeah, right. He has another fan, allegedly. But regardless to say, Brock Lesnar definitely has his handful there against uh, Mark Hunt at the UFC 200. But it's very interesting the how the WWE uh, gave their take on the fight with the UFC. Reminder, they are definitely getting an opportunity of free publicity by promoting Brock Lesnar or building up Brock Lesnar's return to SummerSlam. Now, let me tell you, the WWE will bank if he defeats Mark Hunt at UFC 200. you imagine Brock Lesnar defeating a veteran, a guy who, who's had so many fights, who's recognized worldwide, uh, in okay, I do apologize. Yeah, I was saying, George, you know, the, the WWE will bank a lot if Brock Lesnar were to defeat Mark Hunt. I mean, they could build the hell out of him by saying, listen, Brock Lesnar, the beast, the man who defeated Mark Hunt, a guy who is a, a pioneer, a veteran, a man who, who's very well respected in the world of kickboxing and in MMA, and now he's returning to SummerSlam. So... If I was a WWE, I'll be up on Brock's butt telling him, you better win, dude. Well, you know something, Mr. Roman? I'm going to say this like I was just saying a second ago. There, there's a lot of things running here because, again, how you were saying, Mark Hunt is not like your little typical starter fighter, you know, that you could win or you cannot or you could lose. You know, he is not one of those. Mark Hunt is one of those guys that if you win, is because you just went through World War. Okay, and even if you lost, you're gonna lose badly. <laughs> so it's, it's not it, whether you win or lose, you're still gonna come out of that fight hurt. Absolutely. And lastly, George, TNA Impact Wrestling. They decided to be a little creative here. Oh God. Man Hardy, Jeff Hardy. They went on at this final destination match, and the match took place in a backyard. In a backyard, and you see Jeff Hardy jumping from a tree. And the way they filmed it is like a Lucha Underground type of thing. I know Billy Corgan now took over the singer of the Smashing Pumpkins, who's very, very, very diverse and has a very creative mind, but what the hell is going on with TNA Impact? It, it seems like they're just trying so hard to do so many things, and it just sometimes just does not make any sense. Like They're trying too hard. They're trying to find themselves. I think the best thing to do is just start from scratch and, and, and try to build from that. Well, what I was telling you a little earlier about this, Mr. Roman, you have to ask, is this a, you know, a, a, a new move? 
into TNA, you know, for with this match, a new kind of like a, a, a new turn, should I say, uh, a new kind of way of entertaining the fans, or is this just career suicide for Jeff and Matt Hardy? So I, I'm going to go on record and say this was a career suicide. Because one of the things that pro wrestlers love to respect about the business is never step into a backyard, especially when you're a professional. Right. And T- TNA just showed the world these two professional wrestlers who are more than capable than stealing any show they're put on, and you stuck them in the, a backyard, playing with fireworks, playing with trees, playing with fire, throwing them in a pool. Come on. I mean, it sounds like a, like like a movie setting or something. This ain't pro wrestling. This is what the hell is this stuff? Exactly. So you know what? Shame on TNA for doing this. Uh, you know, it, it, it's a very big shame because not only did they disrespect, in my opinion, not only did they disrespect the sport, but I feel like they disrespected these two fine athletes who have had matches in the WWE and have stole the show in those matches, and they just gave them both a career suicide. I, 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 I'm not agreeing with that whatsoever. Yeah, very odd. We'll, we'll see what the outcome is now and how much of a hand uh, Billy Corbin will have. Also, uh, folks, want to thank everyone for tuning in on the Roman Show. Check us out. International Fight Week in uh, Las Vegas, UFC 200. We'll be up there. Check out the mic. Follow us around. Say hello. And always uh, feel free to contact us at our hotline. 786-942-9424 or send us an email at info at the com, and we are always on 24-7 on our website theromanshow.com we will all catch you next week right here on the program with more guests and again a reminder to visit our YouTube channel youtube.com forward slash allroman201 subscribe check out some of the interviews we got there uh, including all the way from Japan and obviously from International Fight Week. George, we're ready for UFC 200, man. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I cannot wait to hear it's time for UFC 200. So time is ticking. I can't wait. Follow us on Twitter at The Robin Show and on our Facebook fan page. Like the page. Uh, that's facebook.com forward slash Roman Show Media. Till next time, we'll catch you right here on The Roman Show.